Welcome to Compass Students. Wherever you're watching, I wanna welcome you. We're so glad you're here. Uh, every time you're here, we hope it feels like home. Uh, even though you're at home right now, we hope you feel accepted. We hope that we can serve you every single week by inspiring you, by equipping you and empowering you to go about your week. Uh, we have far more in common than we don't. So no matter what you believe right now, and you don't have to, to be a part of our community, you don't have to believe to belong. We're just glad you're here. We hope we can serve you and tell you about the story of Jesus. And that's why we gather every single week. We gather to celebrate that we are now made right with God because of Jesus. And we celebrate his goodness to us. Uh, my name is Justin and I'm one of the pastors here. If you don't know me, uh, soon you'll discover that I'm a follower of Jesus. I love the dude. I love the guy. I follow him with my life. I don't really like the term Christian. I don't like the label Christian uh, because I follow Jesus. Jesus throughout the New Testament said, I have called you to be followers more so than he even said to believe. And I don't come up here to talk about ancient principles or because some book said so. I come up here and speak uh, and speak to students because if anyone can predict their own death, burial and resurrection and then pull it off, Maybe their way of life is worth looking into. Maybe you think everything they said about life is true. And so we'll be diving into the Bible today, but not because the Bible says so, because, but here and only here can we experience Jesus. And our goal anytime we meet uh, is to ask the question, Jesus, show me more of you. And I just wanna pray real quick before we get into our talk. Hey God, you're awesome. I thank you that we're not here to hear me talk about better ways to, to make our life better and or to talk about ancient principles to add to our life or how-tos and on how to make things better and how to get through quarantine. But, but God, simply just experience you and the relationship we have with you to, to celebrate that. Uh, so Lord, it's in your name we pray, amen. Um, I wanna tell you guys a story real quick. Uh, if any of you, like me, were, when you were a kid, you had chores, right? And you had a chores, maybe to earn an allowance, or maybe you just have chores and you don't get any allowance. Uh, my kids are definitely there right now. And one of my main chores, uh, other than mowing the lawn, uh, which in Florida was terrible because you had to mow it like twice a week, that was a bad deal. I don't know why I signed up for that one. But I had to take out the trash, right? And the trash went out every week on a Wednesday. And without fail, I would either end up having to take out the trash Tuesday night or sometime in the middle of the night because my dad was really particular about it. And if I missed it, it was one surefire way for him to be angry at me the rest of the week. And there'd be nights where I'd wake up in like a cold sweat and be like, oh no, I forgot to take out the trash. And I'd have to run outside. And you know, when you're, when you're, when you're little, when you're younger and you have to take out the trash, um, I, I didn't have particularly a long driveway, but I had a pretty long driveway. And I remember I'd have to go out and you have to go out to the side of the house and you grab the bin and all of a sudden it's, it's dark out and our, our phones didn't have flashlights on them at this point. You know, I'm kind of showing my age a little bit and uh, you'd have to start wheeling it and you'd start to hear things, right? Like, did I hear that? What was that sound, right? Watching way too many horror movies. <laughs> and then you'd get to the end of the driveway and I just always had this feeling like I was being watched. And you know, I'd start out all confident, right? Like, I got this. I, I'd psych myself up and I'd take out the trash. I'm not scared. I, I, I'm a man. I'm not afraid. And I'd have, work up my courage. And then I would take the garbage can down. And the second I got to the end of my driveway, realizing how far back I had to get to the house, you'd start to hear things, see things, shadows. And I'd always kind of have this moment where you'd kind of be like whistling, like, and I'd kind of like try to, if anyone was watching, I wanted to catch them off guard and I would sprint back to the house and slam the door. <laughs> and if my, it would wake up my parents like, what were you doing? Just taking out the trash. Were you being chased? <sighs> no. Or if I took it out that night, like, 
why are you so out of breath? Weren't you just taking out the trash? No, I, I, I'm fine, right? But here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that sometimes my journey with Jesus looks a lot like my pace when I take out the garbage. I started realizing this this week uh, with my son. One of my sons, we've spent a lot of time together as a family, obviously. And uh, my son, he is terrified to do anything by himself. He'll literally to his younger sister be like, Aylin, will you come upstairs with me to, to get so-and-so? And it's, it's interesting because in the night, I can kind of tell who's going downstairs. My little girl, she has very soft steps when she goes down the stairs. My one son, he's like half asleep half the time and he makes these loud clunking steps as he goes downstairs, maybe to get a drink of water. My one son, you'll hear, it's like a sprint, you hear, down the stairs, I hear the light click on. And then I hear the, the second the light clicks off, I hear the loudest thing and then a door slam. And I realized that was me. And that my, my pace in life often looks like this. And I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I've, I've realized as I've had a lot more time to think about things in this quarantine is that there's some inconsistency in my soul, in my walk. My behavior is, is alarming at times. Right, I start out confident, this faith-filled person, and then I get one negative thing and all of a sudden, it, it feels like there's no God. All of a sudden, it's almost like I'm an atheist. It's, it's like I'm a Michigan fan. We lose to Ohio State for like literally my son's entire lifetime. We lose again and it's like, God, where are you? And that's just kind of how I feel. And I, asked, I have to ask myself this question lately is why am I like this? Why are we like this? This scripture has been one I've been literally kind of opening to every single day. It's kind of become my, my, my opening prayer every morning. And I just wanna share it with you. Um, we're gonna be reading out of Matthew chapter 11, Jesus's own words um, from the message version. And he simply says this, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And my prayer is that that verse would become our lives, would become how we exist because it amazes me, right? And it should amaze us how inconsistent we are. Why can't I keep a steady pace? So the question today that needs to be answered is my, is my main thought. Um, is even if, right? We've been looking in this series of if and then scenarios, right? If this happens, then I'm gonna act this way. If this happens, then I'm gonna do this. If, if and when we reopen, what's gonna happen? And it's, a lot, it's the devil's favorite game to play with us. The enemy's favorite game is what if. And it kind of can leave us paralyzed. It can give us fear, anxiety, depression. It can cause us to doubt. And it can even cause us to feel very exhausted as we play out all these different scenarios. And our hope is that even if, those things happen. Even if my worst fears come to life, I'm gonna trust. Even if I'm gonna learn to walk with you. And so my main question today is, as we're in this quarantine and probably spending a lot of time on our phones and on social and playing Fortnite and, and, and Warzone, uh, is how's your soul? How your soul? How is my soul? Because our souls need consistency. As we start fresh after the quarantine with a new year, really, a new normal, I think we need some truth and to be reminded that the Bible often describes our approach to life and God using this metaphor walking. Because it's gonna be real easy for us to just jump back into the old paths, 
old routines, old just being busy for the sake of being busy. I never realized how unrested I was. Uh, I, I don't know if any of you guys uh, have, I've been having really vivid dreams, like actually remembering my dreams for one of the first time. And it's probably because I'm not going to bed at four o'clock in the morning anymore. Um, but I was actually reading that there's a reason for that. Americans are experiencing dreams like they never have before because we're actually getting the right amount of sleep. So before everything opens up again and we just go back to the same old thing, going back to the grind, the hustle, me first, trying to build my platform, trying to get that blue verified check mark, trying to become TikTok famous, maybe there's something we can dive into before we just open up the gates and just start running towards life again is that we need to learn how to walk. God uses this metaphor of walking. And so I want us to observe today what that means in our lives. So if there's someone gathered with you uh, in your best hall monitor voice, I want you to look at them and say, stop running. And so that's one of the first things I want us to see is we need to stop scrolling and start walking. And this is because we need to stop living by feelings. Right, it's so easy, right, when we live in this virtual world to just get feelings and get into these comparison traps and man, look at what they have, look how good it's going for them. We need to stop living by our feelings and start living by faith. I think this is why Paul in the book of Ephesians, uh, and I, I love anytime Paul speaks because Paul was a guy who was really against Jesus, was all about building up a platform, becoming famous, rich, powerful, and then Jesus shows up in his life and he gives it all up to follow him. I can relate to that. In Ephesians 2, and also in verse 15, he says this, and walk, there's that reference again, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. He then in verse 15 says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. And if we jump back to Matthew, right? He says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it pulled the Ephesians that walking is the goal, not running, not strolling, not sprinting, not dabbing, not, not fleeing or escaping, not this, it's walking. Paul is inviting the Ephesians to live a consistent life. He wanted his to, audience to take an inventory uh, for a second and ask themselves, what does my everyday behavior look like? How consistent is it? Do I have days that my behaviors, thoughts, and feelings are dramatically different from one day to the next, from one moment to the next? How influenced am I by my social status? How influenced am I by people's perception or gossip of me? Am I doing what God wants? Am I making progress? This is not fun to investigate, if I'm being honest, as I've done some of this introspective thinking while I've been in quarantine because we're not consistent, which is why we are called to walk. Because walking implies progress, right? You can run and, and sprint and, and not get nearly as far as you can get by walking. Walking implies progress, but it's hard to gauge that progress. We expect to be better, better students, better sons and daughters, better athletes, better boyfriend and girlfriends, better humans. But how do we gauge that? Especially when it's so internal. But we have to remember that the point of our walk with God is not arriving. I think too often uh, in our American culture, right? We see everything so linearly. We see everything as cause and effect. Like if I do this, then I'll get this. If I get Jesus in my life, everything will be perfect. And that's just not how it works, right? We need to stop trying to arrive. Stop trying to arrive because the point is walking. 
The point is being in a relationship with Jesus and experiencing that life together. Growth and change are great, but they are not the main goals. And this leads me to my second observation about our, uh, from our text today is this, is stop trying to arrive and start trying to be consistent. We need to stop just trying to get through things. That's all I've heard about this quarantine. Instead of like being like, man, God has given us this unique period of time in history that we're gonna write about, tell our kids about. God, what are you trying to teach us? Jesus, how are you trying to show me you in this? Instead, we're like, I'm just gonna get through it. When are things opening back up? When am I gonna get to go to the mall again? When am I get to hang out with my friends again? When am I get to do this again? When am I get to go sit down in a restaurant again? What if we stopped trying to get through things in this mindset of just, I'm gonna get through this and start focusing on what God is trying to teach us? Because in our soul's walk with God, consistency is more important than growth. If we stay the course, we will get where God wants us. And this leads me to a third observation is this, is we gotta stop wasting today's energy for tomorrow. We do this a lot. I, I do this a lot. Getting so fo- focused on like, when, when are things gonna go back to normal? When are we gonna go back to doing this? Like my kids are talking about that. When are we get back to normal? And it's like, I, we don't know what the new normal is. Like if I were to tell you guys, it used to be the normal thing, you used to go to Blockbuster, a store where you had to basically like sell your soul to get a, a, a card and late fees. And if you didn't rewind the tape, you got even more fees. And that was normal. But now in the age of Netflix, now with things like trolls coming out to our homes without even having to go into a movie theater, what is normal now? We need to stop wasting today's energy for tomorrow. We need to stop focusing on what we have lost and start focusing on what we have found. This is all we can do. We cannot predict the path. All we can do is walk in it. And so I wanna give you another scripture, a scripture I hope that you will circle in your Bible, that you will memorize, that this might become your breath prayer or a prayer that you say regularly to yourself. I I say this regularly to myself. And so I just wanna, it's been a blessing to me and I hope it can be a blessing to you because Sometimes we get so focused on, on, on looking back on, on what God used to do, on what my life used to be like. I think we need to have a moment to mourn that there is no going back. There is gonna be a new normal. And we have to learn to let go because God says, I'm doing a new thing. Our God is the God of new things, not old things. He's always doing a new thing. And so God, what are you doing in our lives right now? And I think if we can memorize Philippians 1, 6, and, and, and literally walk it out and understand it's a promise uh, uh, from God to us that it's time to start, stop rushing and start pausing. I think some of us, we've gotten so used to the grind, so used to do, 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 accomplish, 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 achieve, 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 that it's no wonder that we think that to be right with God, I have to do right. That, it's, that we live life like a God's like, love me, love me not. Good day, bad day. Good weekend, bad weekend. Shouldn't have looked at that thing. Didn't look at that thing. Uh, did this, thought this. And, and it's no wonder. But now that we've had a chance to like actually sit down and slow down and realize that the world doesn't end, maybe we need to start, stop rushing and start pausing regularly like we've been forced to do in this quarantine. Because here's the deal. God is already in tomorrow. That's his job. Our job, your job is today. I wanna look, look to you, whoever's around you. I want, I want you to say this to yourself because we, we need to let this sink in. Your job is today. Which is why when Jesus was teaching us to pray, he didn't say, hey, pray for future bread. Right, when he says, hey, God, I pray that you would give us our daily bread. He doesn't say pray for future bread 
or future breads. He says, pray for your daily bread, which simply translates to our daily needs. I love this scripture, Philippians 1, 6, it says this, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus. I wanna look at a couple quick observations from the text that we can remember and hold on to in this season as we continue and venture into a new normal is this, no matter what happens, no matter what the world looks like, here's what God says about you in the very first word. He says, I am sure. How crazy is that? In a world where we have so much uncertainty, so much where we, if moments, are like, what's gonna happen? God says about you, I am sure. I'm sure about you. And I love this second thing, uh, circle this. It says, he who began, who did, who's doing the work? It's not me. It's not someone else. It says he, being God, capitalized. He who began. Our walk with God starts with God. This is key. This is foundational. We have to get this right. If you're here today joining us, it's for a reason. It's because God draws all people to him. It's not about us. It's not about me. Our progress didn't begin with us. It does not depend on us. It all goes back to God. He begins the work. The third thing I want us to see in this verse is a good work in you. Where does God work? He doesn't work on the outside first, which is where we like to spend so much of our time focused on. He begins the work in you because the kind of change that's authentic and lasting, one that really changes our soul, starts on the inside. We can change the outside. I can put on different clothes. I can change my hairstyle. We can get tattoos. We can, we can get piercings. We can do all those things. You can get plastic surgery, but that doesn't change what's on the inside. It doesn't change my heart. We can change the outside, but only God can change the inside, right? Matter of fact, Jesus' biggest rivals were the Pharisees and he warned them of this danger. He said, you're so focused on merely fixing the outsides because it makes you look good and feel good for a while, but ultimately it backfires. The paint comes off, the crack and damages are still there. And here's what I love. One of my favorite parts of this entire verse, if you'll see it with me, it says, he will bring it to completion. What I love about this is, is whatever God starts, he finishes. You never see God go, mm, I'm bored. Like Justin, man, he's starting to bore me. Gosh, he just keeps screwing up all the time. Like, I think we're just gonna cut our losses. This is too much work for me. I think we're just gonna cut our losses with Justin. No, that's not how it works. Matter of fact, in Revelation 22, the last book of the Bible, a book about the end times, God says he is the alpha and the omega, the A to Z, the beginning to the end. There's nothing that he didn't already see or know about you. I, I wonder this question, do you think when you mess up that it takes God by surprise? At no point does God go, man, Justin is way worse than I ever expected he'd be. I'm just gonna give up now. Here's the thing, God has you in a process and he is probably less worried about your progress than you and I are. Just keep walking, just keep walking. It's hard though, because the problem is, is we look at other people's walks and we want that. We want someone's chapter 20 when we're on chapter five and they're two different books, they're two different walks and God has two different purposes. Hear me on this, hear me on this, lean into this moment. Hear me, we are all following Jesus, but we are not all on the same path. 
focus on the person being Jesus, not the path. Too often we're, we're, we're walking this path and we're just too busy looking at everyone else's paths and going like, I want that. That looks nice. That looks fun. Man, they look like they're having a great time. Man, why does mine, why is my path so rocky and got so many hills? Like that looks a lot flatter over there. Why is it? So I'm gonna say it again. We are all following Jesus, but we're not on the same path. Focus on the person, not the path. I love the story of Peter, right? Peter was Jesus's like kind of number one, was in his core three. Uh, he's always the one sticking his foot in his mouth, which I can totally relate to. And he says, Jesus, I'm never gonna deny you. I'm gonna go with you to death. And Jesus says, you're gonna deny me three times, actually, Peter. And then he does. He, he denies himself three times, one time even to a junior high girl. And he's a grown man. That's kind of embarrassing. And he has this moment, right? And he's broken. He has just denied the person who he had betrayed. And in John chapter 21, we see Jesus bring him back and say, hey, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Notice what, when Jesus found Peter on the beach, he didn't ask him, hey, hey, Peter, you screwed up. You gonna be braver this time? You're not gonna be scared of a junior high girl? Are you, are you gonna be more competent this time? Are you gonna achieve more this time? He didn't ask him if he was gonna be more self-controlled. He didn't ask him if he was gonna be more committed. He didn't even ask him if he was sorry. Hey, you need to ask for forgiveness right now, Peter. He didn't even ask him if he was sorry. Let that sink in. He simply asked him, if he loved him. And no matter where you're gathered, we'd love for you to comment, comment on our social. Most of us as pastors are on socials, come find us. If you wanna make a decision for Christ, he's not gonna ask you to do any of those things. He just simply wants to know, do you love him? Do you trust him? And so here's what I wanna, here's what I wanna say, my last thing, and we're gonna wrap it up. Stop planning, stop planning and start living. Right now, I feel like we're just surviving. I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. I think we're just surviving and we're not actually living. So stop planning and start living. That's what this verse promises. That's what Matthew 11 promises. Jesus is like, hey, are you worn out? Are you burnt out trying to do this religion thing where you have to earn it to deserve it? Like, are you done trying to be right with God or, or trying to be more and more like Jesus for a right relationship when you could just be more and more like Jesus from a right relationship? Are you, are you done trying to earn this? Are you, are you done trying to do it the old way? Walk with me, learn from me, watch how I do it. This is where real life is. This is where freedom is. And that's a freedom that's available to all of us. And this, is, this message is for us today as we face going back to normal. Our soul's resolutions and commitments may mess up. Things might never go back, but our relationship with God is real. God put this love in our hearts for him and it will only grow. The way we find consistency in our souls is ultimately in our lives in knowing Philippians 1.6, that he is sure about you, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. Hear, hear me on this. We aren't Christians because we live like Christians. Trying to live that way, it's exhausting. Trying to plan and, 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 and deal with all the what ifs, it's exhausting. We are Christians because we have accepted the gift of salvation. We have come to know God on a relational and experiential, authentic level. And we have simply answered the question that he asked Peter, do you love me? Will you guys pray with me? God, I pray that no matter what if situation we are facing, that even if, even if, even if I'm tired, even if I'm exhausted, even if I'm hurting, even if I'm doubting, even if I'm scared, even if, I'm, if I've got anxiety and stress, even if, I, even if we never go back to normal, even if all the things I had planned for this year don't 
happen, God, I'm gonna trust. And Lord, I, I pray that that peace would just wash over us, that we don't have to worry about tomorrow. That's not our job. That's your job. That we just simply need to focus on today to be present in this moment and saying, God, guide me. Let me walk with you. Teach me, show me. Lord, I pray these promises over our students, no matter where they're gathering. It's in your name we pray, amen. Hey guys, from all of us at Compass Students, we love you. Don't forget to go out, love God, love people, and share Jesus. We'll see you guys online soon.